0: Welcome back to Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I'm your not-so-anonymous host. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know all of our guests talk about the power of therapy in their life. I'm pretty sure I haven't talked to a single person who hasn't talked about therapy, and I am right on board with that because I am realizing that so many things in my life need to be processed with a professional. I mean, my mind is always spinning and there's a lot going on. This is a complicated, post-traumatic experience that we're living and it is so helpful to have somebody to talk to. BetterHelp is an amazing resource for us. It's just convenient. You can do it from your house. You have many ways to choose the therapist that you work with and can continue to work with different people until you find the perfect fit. Also, another option for you is to do couples therapy with somebody new, perhaps, that you are managing a new relationship with. Or if you have teenagers who could benefit from therapy, BetterHelp also offers that. So if you are considering BetterHelp and you would use the podcast code, that also helps support the podcast. So it is betterhelp.com slash death. I'm super grateful for their sponsorship and really hopeful that if you are in search of therapy, you will check it out. This week's guest, Sasha Thomas, has a really unique story compared to most of us. And while her situation and her lifestyle is quite unique, there are still so many things that I think you will find relatable. And the most amazing thing that I got from talking to Sasha was just the fact that She is sort of an expert at loving multiple people at once, which is something that all of us are sort of trying to figure out how to do. I know I've always been good at loving multiple people in terms of friends and my children and family members, but loving two men at once is a different story and it is something that I think in talking to Sasha is totally possible, obviously but it was just really interesting to hear this perspective. And I had so many questions for her about how her story is playing out and what it looks like before her husband died and what it's looking like for her now. I just wanna challenge everybody to listen all the way through the episode and to learn about different perspectives and lifestyles and just open your mind to the way that we can learn from other people. I really appreciate Sasha for her openness and this conversation, and I really hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it with her. Here we go.
1: Hi. Hi, good to put a face to the name. Yes, the I'm so,
0: I know. I'm so excited to chat with you because yeah. we've been, like, connecting for a while, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so happy this is happening. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so, Sasha, you reached out to me back in, I think it was April. I was just looking at our messages. Yeah. You just sort of said, I've been listening to the podcast and here's my situation. And I'm wondering if you know of anybody else in the situation. So, and then I was like, that is very unique. So I really <laughs> want to have you on the podcast. Great.
1: <laughs> I figured it would be, I wasn't sure how it's going to be received.
0: A lot of people send me messages that say like, I think my story is unique and, mm-hmm. I think, thankfully, they're not, right? It's like there are other people sort of in this scenario, and it helps mm-hmm. you feel like you have connection and community. But yours really is. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> unique <laughs> from what I know. I agree. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we'll get to that. That was like a okay. good little teaser. But can you start by just telling us about your life before and your husband?
1: Yeah. So my life before, I I thought about this, especially when, you know, had some of the thoughts of what, what we were going to talk about. And I thought, you know what, it's not much different than what most people like on your podcast talk about. You know, I, I listened to every single one of them and I was just mm-hmm. like, yep, that's yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. You know? So we were married, we married in 2015. Uh, we were mm-hmm. together two years before that. And we had a blended family. We both had previous marriages Okay, um, and we married kind of later in life, um, you know, and we had an an awesome relationship. We shared everything together, you know, just like okay. most married couples. We shared a home, we shared family, we shared finances, we shared good times and bad times.
0: You know, mm. everything that comes with
1: what people would know is a normal, I as people say, normal, a traditional marriage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Quotes. And it was beautiful. It, it mm. was a really beautiful relationship that we had so much that people would say, we, we need to know what your blueprint is, you know, mm. or the whole hashtag goals, <laughs> you know, situation. Um, yeah. you know, not saying that everything was great. Like any, any marriage, every marriage, but it was, it definitely was, there were more goods than bads for sure. Yeah. In the time that we were together.
0: I love that people are like looking at your marriage, right? And saying like, how do you do that? I have right. couples like that in my life, right? Or like yeah. parents where I'm like, you you need to write the parenting book because your kids are amazing, you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did I you mean, have children together? We didn't have any children
1: together. Like I said, we came together later in life. Um, I have- Are you comfortable
0: had- telling, telling us how old you are? Oh, yeah. I'm 50. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 50 years old. So we met in our late 30s. Okay. You know, going into going into our 40s. Um, and so I had grown children by then. I had mm. my, my children young. And so they were all pretty much adults, just one leaving high school. One uh, My youngest was what, one year and he had high, mm-hmm. one year of high school left. And his daughter was about seven years old when we met. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And we moved in together with her as a little one. Um, he was a girl dad and she was with us most of the time. Uh, so I became the bonus mom, and Yay. my kids definitely, since they were older, it was it was an easy transition for them. They, you know, took her under their wing, and that was their little sister. So oh, I love that. Uh, it was It was so great. Uh,
0: my... So you've been through this experience of blending families before? Yes. So from experience, I know this is, it's different, right? But I'm sure there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Just in general, just yeah. like how did the kids do blending families? Right. And- uh The blended family, I think it, it was great
1: for us on my part. Okay. I came in one with older kids. So yeah. they didn't have the whole issue of jealousy and, you know, paying attention to, his more than them Uh, so they that was easy my ex-husband my previous marriage we co-parented for 20 of those years so we we divorced pretty early and we co-parented and are very very good friends Uh, better friends Mm -hmm. than being married and we had a great relationship uh and so that was not a issue me getting into another relationship. So there was yeah. not another parent that was an in opposition of it yeah, on my it end. Nice. Yeah, it was, so it was very nice. Daryl, on the other hand, had a little bit more friction when it came to okay. his previous marriage and the mother of his daughter. Uh, we we worked with it, you know, yeah. we worked around it. So that was probably the the most challenging part, because everything was so harmonious for me for and him coming into the situation. It was great. But then, you know, we had to deal with uh, his situation that didn't end well. And a lot of animosity and, you know, all of those things with a messy divorce. Fortunately, I had a lot of uh, harmony on my end. And so it it helped him be able to just, he didn't have to manage my situation. Yeah. So it worked out that way.
0: So you and Daryl were in a unique marital situation because you were in an open marriage, right? Or a polyamorous marriage.
1: Yeah, there's so many terms for it, right? I don't know if people have heard. So open marriage, polyamorous, ethical non-monogamy, consensual Mm -hmm. non-monogamy, so many different um, terms and labels. And I try not to just conform to one label because it just doesn't always fit. Yeah.
0: So that's different from your previous marriage.
1: Very different. Yes. Okay. So I came from a traditional marriage. I was pregnant early. So it was that, you know, if you get pregnant, you get married, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and so that's where I came from. And it it, it didn't work out, you know, sometimes yeah. when you when you're kind of forced to marry in that way. And we were very young, uh, yeah. 19 years of age, 18 and 19. So we were very young anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that that ended, but we remained friends. We parented our kids together. We had every holiday. So it was somewhat of a situation where we're, we're not married or together, but we share a lot of um, things together. Life. Life. We share life <laughs> yeah. together harmoniously. And we have love for each other. I love my ex-husband. He's great. I couldn't ask mm-hmm. for a, a better ex-husband. Um, And so we had a very platonic relationship that Mm. not everyone was comfortable with when he was dating and and for me as well. Not everybody was comfortable with our relationship. And I didn't realize at the time was that was kind of... I mean, the
0: people you were dating dating, or like your family?
1: Well, everyone, honestly. Even our family was just like, that's
0: strange. Why don't you guys
1: just be together? (laughs) Oh, Right. right? Because if you're going to be friends, you might as well be lovers. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so when I met Daryl, you know, I came to the realization like, oh, this is a great relationship that I have with my ex-husband. But of course, there's more that I want in a person in a relationship. When I met Daryl, I was pretty open about who I was and what I wanted out of a relationship or partnership or friendship. I was already there as far as feeling like I identified well with a more non-monogamous type of relationship just being able to relate pe- to people freely.
0: Can yeah. I ask you a couple questions about that? Yeah, sure. So, going back to like your your first marriage, mm-hmm. was your desire to be in a non-monogamous relationship part of the reason that you divorced?
1: It wasn't it I don't think it was a part, but I think I outgrew that relationship.
0: Interesting. And, okay. Yeah.
1: I outgrew it, is really what it was. Yeah. Uh, to be non monogamous, I don't think that was the
0: reason. Um, did you desire that while you were married? hmm. Or did you I sort think of I learn did. that about yourself after you got divorced? I think that I did desire that, most
1: definitely. And the one thing is funny is because my ex husband was in the military and he had a lot of autonomy. He traveled and he was able mm. to really just meet new people, you know, mm-hmm. and it was not uh, a relationship. He, there was infidelity,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and yeah. that's hurtful. But then I thought, man, I was a little just jealous that he was able to just kind of get yeah. out there and meet new people. And and I was not able to. Uh, yeah. And as I slowly started to just meet people, not just the opposite sex or not for romantic Uh, relationships, I just started to meet new people and expand my circle. Mm -hmm. I slowly started to grow and develop the thinking of this is kind of what I want. I want to be able to just expand my circle and the possibilities of maybe it being romantic, maybe it being long term, or just in the now. Yeah, Yeah. So I I think I grew to to become that.
0: Okay, so how did you meet Daryl? So
1: I met Daryl. It's funny, he tells a story that we met on a harmony date, but it wasn't our e-harmony date. Oh, what? <laughs> That's what he, he always told the story. Yeah, we met on an e-harmony date, not ours. Uh, but my best friend <laughs> and his best friend went on a e-harmony date and it was a oh terrible date. And so he called him and said, uh, let me get a buffer in here. Oh and, my gosh, he like yeah, invited him into the date? He invited him into the date. Oh, to... So him and my best friend just kicked it off. They were, you know, they had a great time and pushed pushed his best friend out of the picture. Uh, oh and God. then she was like, you're a great guy. Have a friend.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: So in short, that's that's how we met. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So when you met him, you said you were pretty open. You are sort of already there. Yes, definitely. Um. So yeah, how did that... You know, I think like all of us can sort of envision how you fall in love with somebody and then you develop a, um, a more traditional relationship because mm-hmm. I would say probably the majority of people listening experienced that. So can you just like help us understand how that works as mm-hmm. a as a couple? Were you actually, did you get married?
1: Yes, we did. We, okay. were, we were actually married. Um, okay. And something that I never said that I wanted to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very open from the beginning about who I was and what how I felt I wanted my relationships to be. I was very open about the uh, people that I was I guess, I, I would say dating just to make it comfortable for everyone else um, yeah. but they were very meaningful relationships for me and for the other you know people involved and I was yeah. very open with him about that and my desire to maintain that
0: and so we you were, were dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he knew that. Yes. yes. And was he also dating multiple people? Uh, Yeah, he was in the dating scene, I guess is what okay. it
1: is. So my dating scene and his dating scene was a little different. Uh, yeah. His dating scene was like the normal, like he did. He was on, you know, dating apps and friends introduce you to people. And he was, he was actively dating. Sure. Me, on the other hand, I was not actively dating like he was. I had relationships already developed and the people that i was relating with were friends like you know they they were my friends they were people that i probably will well, i still do have them in my life i've had them in my life for a very long time so i wasn't in the dating scene i was just seeing and relating to multiple people on a little okay. different
0: level than he was okay. not as casual and how did you two decide to get married oh gosh
1: he definitely was i mean we grew to be okay with my style of, I would say, relating to people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he just, you know, being around me, he was really comfortable with it and liked the idea of being able to maintain relationships that served him, that, you know, that he
0: liked. Okay. I haven't, like, I'm not sure because of, like, the nature of the conversation, what's intrusive and what's not. Right. If I ask an intrusive question, please just tell me like next or whatever. Yeah. And you know what? I'm pretty, I'm
1: a pretty open book and pretty transparent. I don't, there's not a lot of things that I can think would be intrusive.
0: Okay. So I am wondering how this plays out in terms of your sexuality. Like, Mm -hmm. were you seeing only men or is it men and women? And then Mm -hmm. is there like interplay between the people that you date and he would date? Right. Right.
1: Um, and so that's all the complexities of you know non monogamy in the polyamorous community. Uh, so I didn't have I wouldn't say I had sexual relationships with the uh, with the opposite set like women, but I had very I I, I would say they may have been romantic in the okay. sort
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh,
1: but never progressed into a sexual relationship. And that was also my time to just see if that's something that I was interested in. You know yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And not so much, but I definitely was okay with a more romantic style of relationship with opposite sex. Uh, but the majority of with the, my, same or... with, sorry, so with the same sex, I'm sorry, the same sex. Sorry. Okay. I was definitely experimenting with same sex relationships romantically, but not sexually. Okay. Uh, and I found that, yeah, that, that, that fit me. I was okay with that. So the majority of my relationships were with the
0: opposite sex and that's how, that's how it's always
1: remained. Okay.
0: Maybe you can tell us sort of how Daryl died, if you're comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And kind of where you are now.
1: Right. Uh, Daryl was an athletic guy. He was like a gym rat, super Mm. gym rat. He woke up at 4 a.m., pretty much five days, six days a week to hit the gym. And he he was beautiful, a beautiful man, just for our age, even coming up to our age he was he was in magnificent shape. yeah and I really had no idea that he was not healthy on the inside. Um, mm. so he had he died of a heart attack, a massive heart attack wow. um, and he would wake up at four every morning and he sometimes would and I'm a night owl so he sometimes would say "I'm trying not to wake you up in the morning." Because I'm an early bird, but he would always give me a kiss and, you know, tell me he loves me and, um, but not really wake me up. But this morning was a little different and he woke me up and we actually were talking and I was receptive because usually I'm just like, oh God, why are you waking me up and you want to talk? You know, he's up and ready. So he said to him, aren't you going to the gym? He said, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. And I said, are you okay? And he's all, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just making sure you're okay. And I said, yeah, I'm <laughs> good. And I start talking and I heard a sound and I thought he was pretending like he was asleep because I was talking so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but when I turned around, he wasn't and he was not uh, conscious. I thought maybe he was having a seizure or wasn't sure. <laughs> so um, he died that morning, um, suddenly. And so that's what ten months ago. So I'm not, I'm not even to a year. Oh wow! Yet it was just instantly.
0: Mm. Um, Did they have any insight for you about uh, what caused that? They the medical examiner. So he had a heart
1: condition. I mean, he had high blood pressure, and just being an African American man, you know, some health history or family history—that's just something yeah. you watch for. And I was. Yeah pretty diligent on making sure that he was getting checked up. So he was on a small amount of high, high blood pressure medication, but he was clean bill of health all the time whenever he was getting his physicals. But the medical examiner said, you know, sometimes athletes when you see them on TV and you wonder how these young athletes collapse on the court or in the field and you have no idea what's going on. He said, sometimes it happens to very athletic people. Um, Hmm. And so that was the explanation they gave me you know yeah um and <sighs> that, yeah so it's it's yeah. just like it was yesterday yeah 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 um so this the this it was just so sudden so unexpected it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was sick he was he was fine and we were talking it was it was a beautiful morning yeah um, you yeah, so know and how old is his daughter now she is 19 she okay. just started college yeah so oh, she goodness. Was, yeah. She was still in high school when it happened. Okay.
0: It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, listening to you, uh, just thinking about what it was like 10 months out, mm-hmm. you know, I just, it feels like um, I was just saying this to a friend today. I have a friend that I walk with who's mm-hmm. also a, a more recent widow. And I said to her, I don't know if this is like helpful or frustrating, but like, I remember that feeling. In a way that like, I hope that's good for you to hear because it doesn't feel like that anymore, necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Yeah, I just sympathize. I know, you know, I know it's like wading through really thick, awful water. Yes, thick, awful water. Um, Yeah, and I really try
1: to pay attention to other widows like that I interact with really online and social media that have, you know, years have passed and they say it doesn't get better, you know, it just a little easier to manage and you won't feel the way you feel all the time
0: forever yeah or or forever
1: so I feel like I'm still I'm still in it
0: yeah big time yeah um when Daryl died were you in in any other relationships at the time
1: Uh, yeah we were both in different types of relationships so as just like when we came together we dated very differently Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we were both in different types of relationships we were what they would call nested partners or primary partners. There's a lot of names for it. Anchor partner is what I, I really like to refer to because we were anchored in so many ways, finances and things like that. But yeah, we were like each other's home base. You know, yeah. we were, we were anchored emotionally and yeah. whenever things were just unstable or he was just that person and I was that person for him that just was, were grounding and we relied on each other a lot for that. Yeah. And he was my long-term partnership, you know, that's yeah. what we thought of each other. And, uh, the relationship that we had outside of it was not as anchored, but mm-hmm. still very meaningful.
0: And so to, to
1: answer that, yes, we both did.
0: So you were anchored together mm-hmm. that you were anchor partners. I love that term. Yeah. Um, and you were both in other relationships. How did all of that play out when he died? Mm. Like, how did those people, did they support you? Did you communicate with his other relationships right
1: it's funny because for some reason when he died I felt like oh no I don't belong like I don't Mm. belong in this world for some strange reason and it was me that felt that way I think it's just because we just grew in this together yeah that I just felt I didn't have a place in it anymore and i think that's one reason why i, I reached out to you because i thought man i don't know if i belong i wonder if someone else that's been in the the non-monogamous community that's lost a partner i wonder if they felt the same way or is it just me yeah. um they all rushed to me just like you know family mm-hmm. and and friends um that community rushed to me quickly because they love daryl yeah. You know, they knew Daryl, they knew of him, they interacted with him, both the, of course, the people that I was, I was seeing and the people that he was seeing, they rushed to me. We all loved him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it was, um, I think it was just me thinking like I didn't belong for some reason. Yeah, They were a big support, maybe more of a support than people that were just our friends that didn't sometimes know about our lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, or just weren't a part of it In that community. Really? They were great.
0: Still are. Yeah. yeah. How open are you or were you with your friends and family about your lifestyle? As you say. Right.
1: So because Daryl's, uh, divorce and his relationship was so volatile and he was really trying to make sure that he made everything stable for his daughter and mm-hmm. really tried to not ever make waves. It was probably it was the best decision not to disclose that to yeah. too many people uh, because society and people are cruel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, we their stories, people lose their jobs, people, you know, lose custody of children. for sharing this
0: information.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. So uh, he was, he was afraid, you know, that there would be some backlash and it would affect her, his daughter. And I agreed. I agreed because I've I've had it myself just, but for me, it it didn't bother me to disclose it, but I was very cautious because of that. Yeah. Uh, So there weren't very many close family members or family members that knew about it because of that. Okay. My adult children are very familiar with my love style, um, and it was kind of just known, but not really talked about because we just didn't, in the household, want to, you know, talk about it too much openly in front of his daughter, especially at a young age. Yeah. Uh, so that was it was a little tough, but it was for a good reason because I truly believe that it would have created uh, a lot of damage, you know.
0: Yeah, and you don't want anything to jeopardize his
1: custody or never, never. Right? I would never want that. So,
0: right. Of course, it was
1: it was okay. Our close friends, of course, and they all knew. If if it weren't that way, we would gladly be open to everyone. And it's kind of funny because now I'm I'm ta- I'm speaking for him, you know, which is kind yes. of strange. Too, we were very happy and satisfied and fulfilled with our relationship in our marriage not ashamed of it at all but yeah for those reasons we weren't able to share it with as many people as we wanted to
0: yeah so as you move forward Mm -hmm. do you feel like you will search again for Mm -hmm. an anchor relationship well i think now
1: and here's the labels again i i guess Mm -hmm. i would label myself as a solely solo polyamorous woman Uh, where my primary partner is myself,
0: Hmm. you know?
1: Um, And so really, I- Is that common? It's it's because I feel like it's becoming more common. Okay. I I look at like the Gen Zs and the, you know, those millennials, and I love them because they they own it. They are living their truth. Uh, And so they kind of, a lot of them that I see and know- they like walk through life kind of solo, solo polyamorous. They're just like me first. I date myself, you know? Uh, And so I'm learning to do that again, which I, I, I think I was doing that before, but as far as an anchor partner, similar to what Daryl and I have, I don't think that I'm looking for that. Hmm. I like to just live in the moment. And that, that's something that Daryl and I always did is we made sure that we enjoyed the journey. He was in his expert level at enjoying every moment.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: And we enjoyed the journey and not worried so much about the destination. We just enjoyed it. And and that's where I'm at. I really want to enjoy the moment and not have expectations about the relationship. I definitely do not prefer the relationship elevator (laughs) where the dating leads to, you know, moving in leads to engagement, Lisa. Um, I don't prefer that at all. So, yeah. uh, I don't see myself in that type of
0: relationship again. But I can't say never. When you met Daryl, you were also—is this correct? You were also not necessarily looking for a committed. No. Okay.
1: No, definitely not. That was something he struggled with because I said, "Hey, you know, we can have this. This is great. What we have." And and as we started to really just fall in love and love each other, I said, you know, I would pose to him like, we don't have to live together. We can still Mm. have this great thing. Look what we have now. And we don't live together. And he was still, you know, with the traditional, you know, I want to live with you. I want to build with you together in the same household. Um, And, you know, I, I was okay with that. We had a lot of conversations and compromises to be able to do that. But I definitely was the one that did not want to get married, did Mm -hmm. not want to move in with anyone. Uh, But I did. I'm glad that I did. We had a great time, great relationship. Um, It was the best thing that I've I've ever done Mm -hmm. to marry him.
0: And for you to both be on such similar pages and to have that, like, it feels like a really beautifully unique thing to find, to have that anchor and then both be so open, you know, in, in our community,
1: we tend to kind of flock towards similar relationships. Uh, So um, many of them are that type of relationship. Our, our friends, our friend circles are that same style where they're nested uh, or they're, um, you know, anchored in some sort, or they have a primary partner, and then they may have satellite partners. So a lot of the people that we know are similar to us, which
0: works. Yeah. It sounds like the community is relatively small. Is that true? Yeah, I think it's small because there's pockets of them. Okay. Are you in a major metropolitan area? I am.
1: Uh, Well, I would say it's a little conservative. So I, hmm. We do have to go outside to the little bit more liberal <laughs>
0: <Sure>. know,
1: communities <laughs> <laughs> and cities to really uh, find them. And, um, and actually, yeah, a majority of the people, couples that we know, they actually don't, now I'm thinking about it, they actually don't live here. <laughs> they live away. Oh, they live a little further. Uh, but man, when Daryl died and at his funeral... They came from everywhere. They came from everywhere, mm-hmm. flying in from different yeah. states. It was it was really amazing. Uh, and
0: does this community connect like through social media, through like through the dating app? Through how is that? How are you all connected? Yeah,
1: um, for us it was mainly social media really is what it is so there's a lot of facebook communities a lot tons of facebook communities you wouldn't believe but there's a lot of them out there and you just kind of dabble to see which communities you kind of fit in Uh, so that's mostly where a lot of the communication is when you're first looking there's a lot of sub communities as well that are known to be very uh ethically and consensually non-monogamous i would things like the bdsm community kink community they're known to be very ethically um, non-monogamous, uh, so okay. that's another community that's um, you you'd find that type of relationship. Uh, and the dating apps, there's actually now there are actual ethical non-monogamous dating apps specifically for that.
0: Yes, yeah. Someone I know is telling me about this. There, what is this called?
1: Um, one is called hashtag Open. That's one okay. Of those, I hadn't right? heard mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah,
0: There was another one. She was telling me.
1: Bumble is one. Is it Bumble? Is that the one of them? It's the not. No. Okay, but that's it, a good one too because it really has a lot of categories for you know different types of love styles or dating styles. Okay. You know, so it has a lot of options to pick. You can filter out based on that. Okay.
0: Yeah, and her, maybe her, maybe hers was a little bit more for the LGBTQ community. I'm oh, okay. not exactly sure. Yeah, and that too.
1: Yeah, there's separate yeah. separate apps for that too. Yeah, there's apps for everything. <laughs> uh, I haven't myself been on any of the apps. I Well, alone. So yes, uh, Daryl and I do have profiles together and separate on on mm. apps. Um, but I have not gone on any dating apps
0: at all. Yeah, so that's that was going to be my next question is, yeah. have you continued those relationships you were in when he died? Have those continued? Yeah, they have continued differently. Um, okay. And it's because also. of the place
1: that I'm in. Now, I'm I think that I'm in a stage where I just need to have support mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily in a romantic way yeah. or a sexual way. I just really just need loving support. So yeah. it's it's very different because I'm not looking for that. Uh, and it's fine because um, my relationships are are fine with it because they you know, they care for me in many different ways. It's not just, yeah. you know, based on the romance or the dating or the sex, you know, yeah. they genuinely care about me. They've been around for a long time. They love Daryl mm-hmm. and um, they're in mourning too. They're grieving. Yeah. Uh, so it is. it's maintained. It's just a little different now. And I can't even say that it will pick back up, honestly. Okay. We all be in a different place where yeah, yeah
0: it may not pick back up from where it left off,
1: but I know that they're they're always going to be in my life, for sure.
0: Considering that many of these relationships you're in are no longer sexual mm-hmm. or romantic, as you said, how do you see them as different from friendships? Oh wow,
1: different from friendships? Wow, they're not they're not much different. I would say that they. Actually, I think friendships tend to be sometimes not as multidimensional. You know, sometimes you just have that friend that's great to go out and party with. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. there's that friend that, you know, you can just sit around, watch movies and don't have to say a thing. And the, the friend that you don't talk to for three months, but when you come together... Year, you know. Or 3 years. 3 or 3 <laughs> years, yeah. And of course there are those types, but I think what that allowed is for us to be multidimensional with each other. Mm. Our friendships. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: yeah, by that do you just mean like you're going deeper or that there's also physical attraction and so then there's chemistry in a way that you wouldn't have with a friend or hmm
1: yeah, you know, over time, I would say that some of, especially for Daryl, one, he had a long term relationship that was not physical at all. But it was even, I would say, even more, it was deeper than even our relationship at times. And hmm. it was not physical at all. Um, a very platonic friend. And so I don't think it has to be physical or there, ha- there has to be some type of sexual chemistry there yeah not necessarily no doesn't doesn't need to be that
0: i'm sorry i feel like i'm asking you a lot of questions about this just because it's so new to me yeah like normally i would be asking more about (laughs) no it's fine okay i feel like this is so informative for people who are listening Yeah. yeah for me um but like is there do you ever fight jealousy yes all
1: the time I you wouldn't you would I would question someone that says I'm never jealous in my non-monogamous poly relationship I'm never jealous I would question that Uh, I would question that yeah jealousy happens all of the time Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it happens in monogamous relationships I, I have plenty of friends that are in monogamous relationships and marriages and they talk about the jealousy all the time and it's even jealousy among, you know, their partner's friends and best friends mm-hmm. and family members and you know things like that. Uh, so there's yeah. definitely jealousy, um, but the difference is we know that it, we know that it's there and it's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the difference. So sometimes in a more traditional relationship, you think like, oh well, we're married, where there shouldn't be any jealousy. That, that person shouldn't do anything to make me jealous and I'm not going to do anything to make make them jealous or make them feel any jealousy but it's going to happen the communication and how we face it and deal with it is what makes it easier to manage yeah definitely
0: most people who I talk to on mm-hmm. the podcast are like you know I had this beautiful marriage as did you mm-hmm. and I know I want to love again someday you know, or be in a relationship again someday or, and you're saying like, you, you want that also, but just not in a traditional way. Right. right?
1: Yeah. I think the difference is, um, you know, what I hear from most on the podcast is I want that again. I want to love again, but I actually love more than one person currently through my marriage and currently now, you know, I love the, the, um, relationships that I had that were ongoing. Uh, so that's yeah. the, a little bit of a different thing. To, I mean, I, and, and it's not unusual in our community to hear someone say, Oh my God, I'm so in love with Daryl. So in love with him. So in lust mm. with him. So, you know, it's, and I can talk yeah. to, you know, my other uh, partners and say, I loved him so much and, and just talk about him, but still, be loved by that person yeah uh, so the difference is, Which is beautiful yeah the difference is I, I have love um, just not his love and I mm-hmm. want that <laughs> yeah I want that um, uh, but what what I want is I'm not I don't feel that I'm lacking in the relationship department <laughs> mm-hmm. and maybe just because it's still early for me I I really don't know what I want I want to feel better <laughs> yeah yeah you know that's really where it's at right now but I'm so yeah. thankful and grateful that I'm able to have intimacy with someone uh and cry about Daryl to that person yeah and yeah. that's probably that's really something beautiful. very different that most people don't have um traditionally or in your podcast I'm yeah. so very, grateful for that. And, and none of them replace Daryl and none of them want to replace Daryl. And I think that's sometimes what people on the outside may think like, oh, well, that person's replacement because they love you and you love them. And that relationship was very different than what Daryl and I had. They are all different. Uh, yeah. And so.
0: And interestingly, I think we're all sort of fighting against that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I hear this—the commonalities of: Am I replacing him? Am I looking for another him? Am I, you know? So those are common struggles that I have, and even a little guilt sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I still have those feelings too. Like I actually um began a a new connection, very meaningful connection and relationship with someone brand new that didn't. Oh, know since Daryl. Daryl died. Yeah, since Daryl died. Oh. That's yeah. new
0: information. So that's Sorry. new
1: information. <laughs> I'm so like still in the moment and in my, I don't want to say old, but just in my relationship in my life with Daryl. Yeah. And sometimes I have to come up and say, oh, wow. Well, you know, there is, you know, there's love after that, or there's relationship after that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so sometimes I have to think, oh yeah, there is that. And
0: is that a sexual relationship?
1: Um, I, it, it will it will become that for sure. Okay. I, I would like it to be. Uh, I don't know yeah. if I'm exactly ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that, but this person is so supportive and is um, familiar with the community, not as active as Daryl and I were, uh, yeah. but I would say, like me, identify as non-monogamous. I think I, I identify as that. That's just in my nature I know it's funny to to say that or people may think oh yeah you're just saying that but it definitely in my nature I identify yeah. with that Daryl I think it was just kind of what he chose to do because sure. it was so fulfilling and freeing for him but I really for me it was an identity and this particular mm. person feels the same way so there's a little guilt behind
0: starting that a mm. uh, relationship yeah so soon. So you are navigating in a brand new relationship after Carol's death. And- yeah, I'm okay. navigating that.
1: Uh, it's good in a way because it is a long distance relationship. So it allows okay. me to it does allow me to have my healing time. Yeah. um So there's enough distance between us where it allows me to step away and reevaluate a lot about how I'm feeling
0: yeah, I think that's important,
1: um, very important. Uh, and allows me to, you know, s- just continue to redefine myself and adjust. But this person kind of just fell into my lap orbit orbit. <laughs> and um, wow, sometimes I think, like, Daryl, did you have a part in this? Mm-hmm. You know, because this is way too great to have someone oh. that I don't have to explain myself. I yeah. don't have to explain myself. And just being in that community in general, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to, but it's it's very nice not to have to go through those struggles. Cuz yeah. if I were meeting someone that was strictly monogamous and still wanted to, you know, form a relationship, it would be a sh- it would probably be too much for me to handle
0: right yeah. now. Yeah. Yes, I could see that. Yeah. So Sasha, you are not feeling the widow's fire, you're saying. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I am now because of this new person.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, Because of this new person, Uh, he wasn't necessarily there through all of the grief where my other partners were. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that probably put out that fire on both ends. (laughs) Okay. You know, it's fine. Uh, So with this new person, it was just like a new energy, you know, came into my life and I think that I just started feeling that fire again, which I felt that I lost. I felt it was gone. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't know if it was ever going to come back. Um, And just, you know, relating and being um, intimate with past partners. I thought, oh, it's not here. It's not coming back. Not even with you Mm -hmm. that I've, you know, been intimate with before. It's not there. It's going to be gone forever. And so with this news person, it's, it's there. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to growing in our connections and relationship, and it's been really great for me. Yeah, really great. I'm just very thankful for. for
0: yeah, I mean, it sounds really fulfilling, and yes. like just to have somebody who's supportive, so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody and he, to light you
1: up. <laughs> yeah, light me up, and it's and he's fine with me talking about Daryl. You know, he. He wants me to talk about him. And it was funny yeah. because he said, I, I, I kind of stalked your, your Instagram because I really mm-hmm. just wanted to see what type of relationship you had. And I just loved to see what you had and loved, mm. loved seeing it so you could see the love that we had for each other.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to look through the quick questions and see okay. what we haven't touched on yet. Okay. <laughs> because I think we covered so many of them already. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're not applicable. So yeah. Um, Although I suppose this question of marriage is still applicable. So you're mm-hmm. saying, I know that you're not planning on that, but would you be open to it again?
1: <sighs> I don't feel that I need to be married again. I think for Daryl and I, we did it for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Could have been a lot of that. You know, it was just what everyone expected us to do because we were so great together. We were yeah. so great together. You know, we mm-hmm. we're just that couple. And yeah. so it was just like, when is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? And we had so many things enmeshed already that it was just yeah. that natural progression that we're so conditioned and used to. And it happened. Our our vows were very non-traditional as well, you know. Mm. I don't think that I feel the need to to get married, not traditional marriage at all. Sure. Partnered sure. Okay. I'm I'm open to that if it were to happen. Okay. Yeah.
0: So there's this idea of having sleepovers in the bed that you shared with Daryl.
1: Right. Uh, that is a hard no.
0: Oh, okay. Because unfortunately, you know,
1: Daryl, he, he died in our bed. Hmm. Um, that's a hard thing. I know people are like, yeah. that's strange because you're still here in that bed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. It's, I
1: have a weird relationship with it. You know, it was yes. what we, we shared that and I just... I have a love-hate relationship with it, so I absolutely would not share uh, the bed or even our home. I think yeah. I, I think I really just want to start. I don't know if it's fresh, but just want to just focus on me and doing this solo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think
0: you'll move, or you're just saying like any relationship you have would be outside of your home?
1: Yeah, I think I probably I will move. It's better for me to move. So that way, because I already know that, you know, my relationships now are there, they're not coming into my home that were there before, Mm -hmm. um, for that reason. Uh, And so for me to be able to continue, I would I would need to move. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, Would you date somebody named Daryl? Or who look (laughs) like him?
1: I would not, I don't think I would date anyone named Daryl. No, I don't think I could do it's it.
0: It's just too weird. Yeah, it's
1: very <laughs> weird. I'm, I am I think I have a type somewhat. Okay. Uh, so maybe someone that looks like him because I have a type and I like kind of a fit physique. Uh, so maybe someone that's who similar. Doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't, right? <laughs> I Especially... mean, I guess some
0: people, some people don't.
1: <laughs> that's right. fine. Some Those people like me. the dad bod. Uh, yeah. I'm okay with that too. But yeah, uh, so someone with a similar similarities to him yeah definitely
0: okay yeah so your song recommendations um so the first one was adorn by miguel
1: so i i picked that song because one it was a song that when we were first dating and he was really just kind of like i i'm in love with you (laughs) i Mm -hmm. want this i want it to be more it's a while ago he slipped a cd in my car oh you know and so i popped it in and it was that song Um, But when I listen to the lyrics, I think to myself, like, I'm still in a relationship with Daryl. Like, he's so much a part of me that, Mm. you know, like, he's just, he's, you know, he's just a part of my body and my being. Um, And I'm adorned with his love and his energy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just that much a part of me. And I think he always will be. So any relationship that I get into, he's coming along. You yes know, I um, that is
0: incredibly relatable yeah. I mean like just that little bit right there yes I love that mm-hmm. I'm adorned with his love and his energy yes
1: yes always so, true. so I mm-hmm. I had that song but I know I picked another one and that was, yes, soul the, mate, the by Lizzo. was hey that was that one was for me you know, shout out to Lizzo <laughs> and her Emmy uh but that song if you've listened to it She's her. She's talking about how she's her own soulmate. Mm. She's her own soulmate. And, and yeah. uh, I think that's where I'm at now. You know, my Daryl's always going to be that for me, but I, he's, he's not here physically and I have to really focus on myself, focus on the love that I have for myself. And yeah. so I think if I were to pick one, it would be her, Because I'm really looking forward to just growing into becoming my own soulmate.
0: Yeah, Uh, I love that. I also really love the idea that you can be your own soulmate and be single or you can do that and be in relationship with somebody else. Yes definitely. You
1: know. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And you know, I listened, you know, of course, I listened to your recap of your year. And yeah. I was just like a cheerleader on the sidelines listening to oh. you, you know, and I was just like, Yeah, girl, go. <laughs> like, you just want to concentrate on yourself. And nothing's wrong with that. And, and seeing that you can still maintain like you're maintaining that relationship you have. Yeah, it's still just being true to yourself, focusing on the things that serve you that you find enjoyment in you know focusing on your kids but finding someone that's okay with you doing that
0: oh uh, yeah I mean it's pretty wild how like we are in sync about that and like how I was not and have changed so much to get to a point you know I'm not gonna say like if I wasn't with somebody else if I was with somebody else Mm -hmm. my life may have been going in a different path Mm -hmm. but I think that's the beauty of relationship too is that we sort of you adjust in in certain ways for other people and I think that's just the reality of relationship right definitely you definitely have a
1: cheerleader on the sideline. I'm sure everyone you, is, is cheering for you. And I love to hear that nice. because I, send, I think to myself, that's not much different than what I do and what I've always done. It's not much different
0: at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we are monogamous and that's mm-hmm. our choice. But yeah, it, there really is. I'm listening to you too and thinking that. So yeah. there's a lot of similarities. And, you know, my other relationships are just with my girlfriends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They are very loving and fulfilling as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's what um, I mean. Well, that's what it, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Just having those yeah. loving and fulfilling relationships all around us.
0: Yeah. And getting mm-hmm. filled up in the way that you need to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm all for it. Sasha, this is really great and super informative. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> really appreciate your openness and you're willing to chat about it. Yeah. And I uh, thank you for
1: um, allowing me to speak about it because I, I, some people are not comfortable with this subject. Uh, and thank you for being very open and receptive to it and welcoming.
0: Well, it's everybody refreshing. gets to do their life their own way. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I think we should just all be here for it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we should. We definitely should. But I appreciate it. I look all right, forward so to all the other guests that you have.
0: Uh, thank listener, you. And if, if you're listening and you are part of the polyamorous community Mm -hmm. i think sasha would appreciate you reaching out
1: (laughs) oh yeah definitely you know i I, um because our my personal instagram had to be safe for for daryl and his daughter and everyone else i actually do have a a separate instagram uh that um was in the works when daryl's live because he's such a people person you know and um i'm very much a facilitator and uh, so many of my monogamous friends that i've talk with them about our relationship were so interested and had so many questions, not that they, yeah. they wanted to, to have that lifestyle or love style, but they had a lot of questions and I'm not an expert, but I know a lot of people, Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and Daryl did too. And it was just something that we said, you know, we should just kind of develop something where we can just facilitate people, you know, connect people. Uh, yeah. So I do have a page that people are welcome to um, message me I did take everything down when he passed because I just felt like my partner and everything yeah. is gone and you know now it's just me um yeah. but it's still there I'm very open to connect you with other people I, I know a lot of um therapists couples that have been together for 20 plus years successfully um wow. with all different types of dynamics and they're very open to share um their experiences. Good. And what is um, that page?
0: Where can we find it?
1: Yeah. So it's on it's on Instagram, and I know it's just kind of like, oh, this page. I'm opening it back up again. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's Unforbidden Lifestyle.
0: That's okay. The name of the the page. Okay. So Instagram. I'll link that yeah. that and your personal page in the show notes. If people want to send you a message. Yeah. People can send me a message. I'm happy to talk with people and just
1: educate and i mean on the widow aspect for sure yeah you know that's really where it's at too um i'm yeah. gonna always be a widow we will you know mm-hmm. we always will be and so i'm very happy to talk about that subject alone it doesn't even have to be about non-monogamy
0: yeah thank you so much sasha yeah, thank you i love right, it, it lovely it to meet you <laughs> nice to meet you too <laughs> okay bye bye Okay, so I just want to thank Sasha again for that great conversation and wish her the best in her new relationship and her old ones and as she approaches the year anniversary of Daryl's death as well. I want to remind people that the Patreon community is growing, which means the Facebook group is growing and people are putting interesting topics of conversation on there. And I would love to see more of that just so that you can all get the support you need. If there are things that you feel like you would like to see from the Patreon that's not happening yet, please reach out and just send me a DM or email me. Um, you know I always love hearing from you. So I will link all the things below, the better help in the Patreon and ways of getting in touch with Sasha. And I just hope that your October is off to a good start. All right, everyone. See you next week.